Greetings, listener. My name is Noah Woodyard, and I am the Dungeon Master for the podcast that you are about to listen to, The Bastard Children of Everill, and Unbardrin Adventure. We hope that you enjoyed our Session Zero, where we went over and created the backstories of all of our players' characters. This will be the first official episode of The Bastard Children of Everill, beginning with the episode, The Letter. We hope that you sit back, relax, and enjoy our campaign. Welcome to Everett, a.k.a. the City of Prosperity. Everill was first founded by Avera Everill, King Avera Everill, in the Barduinic Common Year of 1780. It is a coastal port city that is built in the most northeastern portion of Salon Provide. It is primarily a trading outpost for imports and exports, but often trade takes a long time due to the nearest next port being in Shinlas in Luxensolda. The primary exports are gems from the mines of Delavid, coming from the caves that are mined from the rocky landscape between Everill and the other town of Redoran, specifically on the east side of what is called the Pervadian Mountain Range, directly below Karis Point as well as meats from the Red Benevix forest and the pervading coastline. 
Primary imports, of course, would be grains, cloth, medicines, wood, and other necessities for the rest of the east of Salon provided to use. The city itself is rather isolated, but upon looking at it, has obviously done well for itself, considering it supplies most goods for the entire east of Salon Pravati, leading all the way up to Utah. The architecture has beautiful domes and columns of a granite and white marbled mix that give the illusion of almost like stars in the evening where they glow in the deep mist coming off the ocean. Everill has an extensive history of diplomacy and generally stays away from wars and is naturally very wealthy due to the many gems that were discovered. Everill has only ever had one king, Avera Evil. It is rumored that the king is immortal and will always be the leader of the kingdom. But somewhat recently, that has changed as he has begun to age what appears to be rapidly within the past year. Public perception seems to be wavering. However, Everill is still seen by many as a god since he has protected the city for so long and has caused the city only to prosper. There are many old families that are at his service due to their families also having been blessed by the kingdom's wealth. The kingdom itself of Everill is broken into triangle-shaped divisions. The top of said pyramid, which is directly on the coastline, is home to the king and to the other lords and ladies of the court. This is where the keep of the king is located, directly overlooking the coastline. The base of the pyramid stretches through the Red Benevix Forest and into what is called the Arm of the East, going down the southeastern portion of Salampavati. The Arm of the East continues down until you hit the, the town of Helicaton. It continues to stretch until it hits the Pervadian mountain range and reaches the end of the kingdom, which is directly below Karis Point, which is within the newer Utah kingdom. In 1780, the elf king of Vera Everill found the kingdom of Everill. We skip forward nearly a thousand years to his third wife in the year 2707. Lady Dahlia Shawn goes missing from the public eye and from the castle. A year later, in 2771, Lady Dahlia Shawn returns to Everill as though nothing happened whatsoever. Our story picks up nine years later in the year 2780 with a letter having come to our five adventurers Honorable citizen, I hope this letter finds you well. You are being cordially invited to the reading of King Avera Everill's will, as he is on his deathbed. Your attendance, while it is a request, is mandatory and of vital importance. 
by order of the thousand-year king for the reading of his will by his wife, the queen, Dahlia Sean Everett. This is a great honor that is bestowed upon you, and it is known that the king is going to be leaving you certain property, items, or riches within the kingdom of Everill for you to inherit. Please arrive at the keep of the king by midday on Nordy of the third pentum of Winnesas. Show this invitation to the guards at the gate of the keep of the king and you will be admitted to the entrance. The king only wishes you the best of safe travels and is looking forward to the bestowing upon you the great riches of his land. Cordially, Nominis Vespos, High Steward of King Everett, the Thousand-Year King. With all that being said, my friends, you all have received a letter. You all are within the city of Everett. And it's time for you all to arrive. The story is yours. So, uh, yeah, I, I would be looking over this letter and be kind of confused. Um, Surely there's some sort of mistake or or maybe this is just a, I don't know, maybe he's doing this for everyone in the kingdom. So uh, I will I will uh, go at the appointed time to the Keep of the King. Very good. Quincy Durand is going to respond to the letter. I am confused because I'm trying to remain a low profile, so my Elwyn family doesn't find me, so I don't know how this letter came to find me, but it was slipped to me at one of the taverns while I was on a shift. Um, but I likewise to Quincy am also going to show up, just assuming that I have a tendency to, even though I want to protect myself, also follow authority figures um, instinctively and then have to think about it. So I just at first like, oh, an authority figure is telling me what to do. Okay, I'm going. And then I had to be like, wait, wait a second. Oh, no, 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 it's the king. I should go. That's right. That's right. So Tilda is going to head towards the keep of the king. Um, Helena receives the letter in the fashion that she receives any orders. Um, which is generally slipped under the door to her room unless it requires a face-to-face conversation. And she opens the letter and it's sort of as if a soldier got a missive from the president to go somewhere. And she, chain of command, puts the letter in her pack, um, tells her immediate superior and shows him the letter and says, the, the, you know, the king has requested my presence at a reading of his will. And her superior is like, yeah, the king told you to go somewhere. Time to go. So it's it's a no-brainer for her. The, the president gave you a missive. What are you going to do? Right. Absolutely. Taking orders as always, squad commander Elena. All right. Very good. Abaddon will receive 
this letter in Carradine's quarters. They'd been discussing philosophy at the time. He receives it as he would a missive from any other high house of Everill, but the import quickly settles upon him. The reading of a king's will. Perhaps he needs his last rites. A day that the people of Everill would never expect to come. Regardless, letter in hand, Abaddon makes for the palace. Very good. And took the word to readers. The word to readers. All right, uh, all right, uh, King Everill. Will being left boons, I see. Leotucket looks like our time has come up. What do you mean I don't look good? Okay, listen, first of all, I understand that I am not in my best fashion sense right now, but it's nothing that a bath in the creek can't fix. You know, we're, what, what, what is the king gonna do? Turn us away? He's died. What's he gonna do? No, we're just gonna, we're just gonna walk right now. Wait, uh, will you bite that seal first and Okay, yeah, that seems genuine. Yeah, sure. All right, let's head on to the gate. I don't care. Buddy Lucky Hands will also make his way to the keep of the king with Nantucket tucked away in his pocket. You all arrive in Everett. Specifically, towards the keep of the king. You all are met, not necessarily by, well, you're met by a couple of guards at first as you all approach the keep. It is well guarded. State your business here. I'm here to see the king. You all arrive at the same time. All of you are here. Letters tucked away for the time being. Y'all here to see the king, are you? Are they of lower or higher rank than Helena? I'm going to say they would be higher rank due to them being guards specifically of the Keep of the King. Yeah, Yeah. okay. Um, Salute. They're higher rank than I am. Very good. The salute wow. is then dismissed. Why, hello there. My name is <laughs> Lord Budrick Lucky Hands. And uh, I have received a summons by my league. And I'm here to uh, <clears throat> answer that call. Uh, you can show me to my room in my, I assume, in Lord's Chambers. Uh, have a bath, go ahead and draw and ready for me. Have a meal prepared for me. All that good stuff. Thank you. We Where will do that? no such thing. What business um, do you actually have with the cake? Uh, well, it, I, if, if you don't mind, uh, we all, it seems, well, at least I received a letter directly from uh, Nominis Vespos. Um, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if we could talk to him. They give out a singular whistle. This whistle high-pitched and uh, almost the the one who you're speaking with 
just gives out that singular whistle that sounds sort of like a bell, just a clear chime ringing through the air. With that being said, there comes a man in bright red and green robes. Do I recognize this man as the steward of the king? This man walks down towards the main gate, as you can see the stairs leading up to the main courtyard within, uh, before you actually reach the inner portions of the keep itself. Walks down in these red and green robes with a silver scepter in his hand. Uh, Tilda, a question first. Oh, it was not much of a question, more of a... I am kind of keeping my distance. I'm clocking those around me. I'm also terrified uh, because I have not really interacted with people of high standing other than my family who were awful. Um, And so my inclination is to be like, yes, whatever you want me to do, but also don't hurt me. Um, like I'm just assuming something bad is going to happen at this, so I'm kind of keeping my distance. Interesting, interesting. Sort of scoping out place. The guards are eyeing all of you very questionably. Abaddon. I think to myself, is that the steward of the king? Is that Vespos? Yes, it is. There's no role required for this. As he trots his way through the gate that the guards have opened for him. His boots echoing on the cobbled road that sort of leads up to that courtyard. The chains of the metal gate chiming a great calamity as it's lifted up. What do you all want? We were summoned by you, or at least some of us were. I was summoned by me. The letter you sent me, and that one, and that one, and those two, I presume. Lord Budrick is here. Lord Budrick, whoever that may be. And the short one back there that's trying to hide. Uh, <laughs> Tilda realizes she's been clocked, and I'm like, "Oh God, okay." Um, and like, like slowly, kind of walks up and is like, right, "I've been trying to do this. <laughs> I got this. I understand." And like shaking her hand is like, "Here's the letter, sir. This is you get. You wrote this. Staying up street. Staying up street. Who does, does, Who are you, Lord Budrick? Budrick does is a weird name." Does um, Tilda's letter look similar to our own letter, like in terms of like the envelope, the sealing wax and all that? Yes, it looks identical to yours with the green pressed seal with a broad uh, two E's engraved on the wax. Helena pulls her letter out of her jacket uh, and also holds it out. This is the letter I received. It seems that uh, well, I—I'd never caught your name. 
my name is Naminis Vespos. You may call me Stuart Vespos. Stuart Vespos, yes. Uh, this is the letter, uh, the letter said to show the letter to gain entrance, yes? Unfortunately, yes. It seems, well, I will hold my tongue. Quincy. Yes, um, why do you seem so disdainful to see us if you're the one that summons? I will hold my tongue. Well, don't hold it for too long or else it'll go dry. But may we go in or, or what are we here for? As Mom, soon as you say... Mr. Hugh Fran has a point. I'm sorry? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> As soon as, uh, as soon as Quincy says, what are we here for? You all hear the chiming of bells coming from the main, from the main bell tower of the Keep of the King, followed by bells from all of the churches within Everland. roll of the campaign. Yo, let's go. All right. Special Nat 20, baby. Let's go for it. A natural 24. 20. What? Natural 20. Really? Was it Move actually? Your Move your camera. Move your camera. No, I he, already, can. he already moved his die. He, he already moved his die. I, I trust uh, I can, him. That's good. That's good. I can... Hold on. I can... That's well, perfect. What a way to start. <laughs> what a way to start. Noah, you're good, buddy. Abaddon, you were able to gather from these bells chiming and ringing, especially all in unison after hearing the singular bell being chimed a total of 10 times. This means the death of King Avera F. Exactly what this means. It means that it is ten o'clock. I just heard the bell ring ten times. Unfortunately, I would like it to be made known that it is, it it, it is early morning. It it, it is it, it is approximately what would be about nine a.m. Lord Budrick, unfortunately, that is not the case. Are you telling me what I know, scum? No, I'm just saying the king is dead. Oh, well. What? What are you talking about? What are we supposed to do with our letters if the king is dead? <laughs> Long live the king. Long live the says king. Says Vespos as the bells begin to chime. Long live the king. Long, Long live, live the, the king. king. Long live the king. 
What was that? Can we go inside? Yeah, we've been outside a little bit too long. People can see us. Maybe. It seems as that your timing is more than apt. Well, normal again, people write wills when they're going to die. So, um, sorry, sorry. You can keep going. I will hold my tongue. The letter did specify this time and date. You you wrote the letter. You are aware of its contents, yes? Unless you had someone else write it for you and you signed it? I am, but all of us were praying and hoping Gods do not that it would not answer. be necessary. The gods do not always answer one's prayers. But find solace in the king's passing. Quincy. Do it, Vespos. I I don't understand. Uh, king Everill, long may he live, has always been the king. How can he just suddenly pass? There was no warning signs that I saw. It has been known by the court that... Unfortunately, God's rest his soul. King Avera Everill was aging somewhat abnormally. But he was an elf. A thousand and twenty years is a long time to live. Please follow me into the keep of the king. Lady Dahlia Shan, I'm assuming, would still like to meet with you all. Abaddon. Um, yes. Considering I am an elf and have elven biology, um, is it normal for, because based off what you've told us, this rapid onset aging, is that typical for a full-blooded elf? For a full-blooded elf within my world, the average lifespan caps out at about 850. This man had an extra 150 years or 170 years to live, which seems abnormal. Hence the reason why he is considered by many of the people of Everill to be a demigod or a god himself. My condolences, Stuart. Helena. Um, Helena's going to look to Stuart Vespos and uh, sort of incline her head and say, I, I hate to be impertinent, but uh, I'm a soldier in the king. May he rest in peace in his army. Is there a succession plan for the new head of the army? Who will we report to? Who will we get our orders from? Much of that is yet to be seen. Apparently, King Everill, God's rest him. Lol of the game. 
left specific orders as to what would happen to the kingdom of Everill upon his passing, should it ever come. Insurance. With that being said, there is no time to waste. Allow me to lead you to Queen Dahlia Shaw. Hey, excuse me, sir, sir. Where's everybody else? I'm assuming more people got these letters. Like, why? I don't. I don't understand why I was given a letter. I'm a nobody, and should remain that way. You are a nobody, as are all of you. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. I, t- I take well, some sort of damage for that, I'm sure. Ten years in the priesthood, you know. Ten years in the priesthood, <laughs> still nobody. That tracks. Clergy get no respect. Anyway. With that being said, you all are brought into the keep of the king. As you all are brought into the keep of the king, you all can make a uh, make a perception check. Are we using level one stats or just flat dice Level rolls? zero stats, commoner so just, stats. Just a flat stat where? I got a 12. Roll off. I got a 12. <laughs> I got a 19. Nat 20. I'm not hey. even kidding. Way to go. Two nat 20s within session Wait, one. Kate, this is Kate, good. Is that within... your first roll? Yeah. Let's go! Mine was a 12. That's, that's pretty on par. For viewers at home, in case you don't know, natural 20s are when you you know do a little dance, you celebrate, because that means you succeed the check, basically, no matter what. Yeah, that's exactly right. I a natural 20 is an automatic... Well, oh, some sorry, people, I... some people don't know. I don't know. Yeah, no. A natural twenty isn't is a critical success. Which either means way, you get a straight answer. Either way, dear listeners, get hype. Kate's first roll, Tilda's first roll, natural twenty. Woo! Good dice. The only good. One. Thanks, Tara. Appreciate you. No gap. What did we back notice? Home. What doth mine elven eyes see? Tilda, specifically you are able to notice the most out of this, that the keep of the king is more than just a keep. It's almost like a palace in and of itself. The beautiful archways are hand-carved. It looks to be hyper-ornate, just symbolizing all of the regal majesty of the thousand years of prosperity of the kingdom of Everett. You're able to also see that there are people wandering around that are now in mourning clothes. They get the message early or something? No, it was just a... It, it was almost a uh, preemptive mourning Maybe it's just a big palace that took us a while to walk here. Well, it is 9 a.m., so I guess it could be morning clothes. Damn Mondays. <laughs> I see where my parents got their style from. 
is too much for me. Can I go talk to one of the people in the mourner clothes? Or like get near them to like see if I can hear them having any conversations? Of course you may. Okay, I'll go do that. <laughs> okay. I mean I'm what sure. Are you, the... What are you asking? I just Or are you asking? I'm I want to know I want to know why I'm here, but I also want like I'm assuming something bad is happening. I'm I'm scared. I don't feel safe. So I want to know like what the general vibe of the palace is or the keep the keep of the king. Like are people clearly they're not happy because someone has died, but like is there something nefarious going on? Should I be on my guard? That sort of thing is what I'm looking for. Sure, sure. Um, make an insight roll, please. Watch this be a terrible roll. I believe in you. Okay, a 19, a natural 19. This is a good die. That is a good die. That is a really good die. Okay. Um, you can see that there is no urgency of the people who are walking around, uh, as well as you can't see any uh, any specific creatures or anything that would lead towards hostility at this time. Nothing that would give you the impression uh, that, you know, something were amiss. Um, DM. Certainly. Is Tild is Tilda's kind of distress noticeable? That's a Tilda question. Tilda, is your distress noticeable? I am trying my darndest to keep things under wraps, but if you are very perceptive, you may see that. I'm always, I'm fidgety. I'm very yeah. fidgety. I'm very jumpy. I kind of am like always looking around. I'm where, as soon as like a new person walks around the corner, I'm clocking them. Okay. In that case, Abaddon will kind of, as we're walking, you know, after you finish your conversation with this person, he'll kind of circle around to your side so you notice him in your peripheral, peripheral vision first before he crosses in. And he just kind of, he doesn't touch you, but he puts his, his hand close to your shoulder. Peace be upon you, sister. Oh, I whip around and almost smack his hand. Because <laughs> I like, I'm like, I'm so trained to see things out of my peripheral that I was like, ah! Oh, no, no, okay. he, he, do, he doesn't put his hand out until he comes, like, till he's in your line of sight. Yes, like, he, but the concept of someone touching me is like, if okay, someone's okay. touching me, something is wrong. So hey, I like, hey. not like I hit you, but I like whip around really quickly. Right. Hey, golden yeah. boy, golden boy. Uh, if, when someone's as squeamish as a little pipsqueak here. Excuse wanna, me. Oh, uh, sorry. Respectfully. Uh, you're going to want to, <laughs> you know, you're don't, don't, don't go from the peripheral. And because, I would not presume to put pe words in people's mouths. Lord uh, uh, well, you know, am I correct here, pipsqueak? Respectfully. Yeah, I would, I wouldn't sneak up on people like that. What? What's yeah. your name again? My name is Abaddon Renevar. 
but I wasn't sneaking up on you. Riddle, was... everyone's sneaking up on me, so. You, wait, I'm sorry. Say that again? Everyone is sneaking up on me, so. That's a little paranoid, but okay. Soldier Boy, what are you saying? I... Excuse me? <laughs> Respectfully. Did you? You can't follow up every insult with respectfully and expect that it's fine. Yeah, no, no, no. I, you know I want him to, though. I want him to. I just it's want really him to funny. say respectfully, though. Did you, did just, you say Renovar? Yes, that is my last name. Of House Renovar. The very same, yes. Oh. I have slowly backed away from this man while they were talking together. I'm like, okay. Yeah, Helena was sort of in front of everybody just as an instinct, and she like whipped around at the words Renovar. It was like, excuse me? I'm assuming we're also walking and talking sort of situation. Yeah, that is correct. You all are walking and talking through the main corridor. Um, Leading up uh, two flights of stairs to the third floor, um, and it appears to be that you all are being led to the king's bedchamber. Is there something I can answer about House Rinevar for you, madam? No, no, madam. Just uh, if you're going to insist on titles, it's squad commander, Helena Elias. Then I'll just call you Helena. That will be fine, seeing as you're not one of my soldiers. You're... A, a noble. Fascinating. A soldier, a noble. Um, I never caught your name, and she's she's looking at Tilda. My, my name is Tilda. Tilda, who insists that she's nobody and should stay that way, and Lord Budrick of what house was it again? Lord Budrick of House Lucky End. So what? someone who's... um. Hmm. All right. For- Sorry. Fortunes beyond your wildest what? dreams. Fortunes beyond your wildest dreams. Uh, well, Regard- regardless, I don't of dream industry. of fortune, but fine. You dream of butt. You are oh, a sorry. fascinating specimen. You. Regardless of circumstance, I would like to say it's nice to meet all of you. Some nice of you. you, yes. And I'm going to stick out my hand with three fingers on it uh at, at who who are you saying at you at me yeah uh abaddon will take it and give it a firm shake oh strong handshake there buddy not really i'm i'm more dexterous than strong oh good for, good for thieving very nimble fingers there buddy i think tilda has clocked that you only have three fingers and that it doesn't change. I I don't have any clear like perspectives of these people that I'm around, but my assumption is you only lose fingers because something bad has happened. So that kind of clocks Buddy as someone that is like, okay, maybe he's a little bit misfortunate. Something has happened, and I'm interested. And though I don't trust the word he says, I think I want to learn more about him. What hand is he missing the fingers from? I'm sorry. It may, it's it's like it's like yeah. Uh, it's left hand. All right, then I'll give you that really awkward non-dominant hand. Actually, no, Abaddon is left-handed. So I'll Ooh, give look you at a, this, look at this big ornate door here. Is this a bedroom? 
Certainly the king's chambers, I assume. Let us progress the plot. As you all arrive at the door of the king's bedchamber, you can see a total of four guards that are standing outside of it, all of which look very somber, but will very quietly open the door for you all to enter in. Um... Is the door who is, who is going in first? Probably okay, Helena. Yeah, was I was going to say Helena was already in, in front. Um, yeah, let, let's let Helena do it. Helena, go ahead and uh, roll for perception, please. Okay. 11. With an 11, you're able to see that there are a total of um uh, leading including the uh including high steward um vespos you're able to see a total of four people living that are in the room as well as one very clearly dead and almost decaying man in this large large bed Next to him is a beautiful. Correct. Next to him is a beautiful woman who is uh, human in nature, uh, or at least half elf human. Something, something maybe crossed there, uh, standing next to the bed, um, and is wearing all black robes with a thin gray veil over her face. You see a priestess who is wearing uh, brown and golden robes uh, with a white tunic underneath who is standing there who appears to have just given last rites. The steward And then there's another, a young boy who appears to be only 10 years old or so, who is standing at the foot of the bed, arms crossed behind his back, almost as though he's at attention. Okay. Um, Helena gets three or four steps into the room, enough for the others to get a minor, and immediately drops to one knee and bows. Very good. Abaddon will do as well. He has been raised to follow the proper court protocol. Um, With them bowing, it's they're probably about the same height that I already am. Um, But because of my, like, upbringing and need to, like, I don't want to immediately obey authority but also oh my gosh something bad's gonna happen i do also okay take a knee i'm gonna i'm gonna stand in and go whoop and i'm gonna go to the side a little bit just out of the way not bowing right uh quincy seems to also bow at this as well as all of this is happening um buddy Something catches your eye. This 
prophetess. Make a religion roll. Ooh, 16. Ooh, good with religion at this moment. This prophetess, you were able to see based off of the um, symbols on her robe, seems to serve a singular goddess, the goddess Adara. The goddess Adarine, uh, as you would have picked up through your various uh, travels throughout Everill and various history, um, being the goddess of prophecies and dreams. And she is performing some sort of like last rites, sort of funeral service sort of deal? It appears that she just finished. What incense did she use? What incense did she use? Yes. Um, as per tradition, as Adarine is the goddess of dreams, prophecy, and time, she would have used a combination of lavender, thyme, and nutmeg being burned. Nutmeg gives an odd odor, but is known for being cleansing as well within magic. Uh, or, 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 you know, they, they do have herbal equivalents, uh, nothing quite so extreme as Elysium or anything like that mm. uh, that would have been used uh, more, moreover closer to Benevix leaves um, that give sort of the same aromas as what we would understand to be lavender time. <laughs> The smells up. match up with what we're seeing. That that is correct. Yes. Okay. okay. Um, whatever incense was being burned is in fact used for last rites. Last rites, but particularly for Adarine, though. That's that's that, what that I, is that, that is also correct. Yes, sir. Okay. Right. Yeah. 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 Praise be uh, to Adarine. Buddy, a question? Yeah. Um. Buddy is going to be inherently skeptical and distrustful of many uh, religious figures here. Um, she, the, she's a priestess of the goddess of time was one of them, right? That is correct. Prophecy, would time, and I, dreams. Would I be aware, me, low-life scum, gutter rat, if high clerics of a goddess of time would be able to manipulate time in any way like someone like in a way that might i don't know age somebody quicker interesting that that truly is a very interesting um yeah that that's an interesting that's an interesting thought i'm gonna ask for another religion role Believe in you. Specifically, if Adarine could have caused rapid aging. That, that's that's interesting. Natural? Well. A natural? <laughs> a gentleman's 12. A gentleman's 12. My thing. With your gentleman's 12, you do sort of search your brain. Nothing comes to mind of Adarine having it previously aged anyone or uh 
yeah, it's just not historically possible. And to nice. call at uh, to call the goddess Adarine the, the goddess of time, she doesn't control time. She more monitors it. It's uh, your religion is telling, right? I still don't trust her. That's fair. That's very fair. Um, as you all are kneeling and bowing, um, as all of you do at the uh, uh, close to the doorway, but still kneeling towards the uh, the bed of uh, of King Avera Everill. The woman with the gray veil wearing the all black robes aside from said gray veil looks at you all hands clasped together somewhat tightly at her chest spins one of her rings and looks at you all somewhat puzzled Quincy Oh, never mind. I'm sorry. Um, as she, Tara, Tara had something. Oh, I'm sorry, Tara. Do I slash we know why it's a priestess of Adarine performing last rites? That would be unknown to you all at this okay. point. Um, Adarine does have a national church within Everill, but it's not something that. King Avera Everill was not dedicated to a singular church per common knowledge. We'll say. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. No, no, no. Absolutely. Um, Are they startled by our presence? Whose presence? Ours. Oh, no. No, no, no. Um, <clears throat> well, startled may be the wrong word there because. The woman with the gray veil over her face in the all-black robes does seem disturbed by looking at you all. And the young boy, the the approximately 10-year-old boy or so, hasn't acknowledged you yet. His they... gaze is transfixed on the bed. Um, Kate has a question, and then I have another question. Tilda. So... I quickly take a knee and then like also kind of get up really fast so that I can like back up against the wall. But I think my gaze first notices the dead body, but then also notices the young boy. I know you said he's at attention and transfix. Can I maybe roll insider perception to gauge his emotions? Like, is he expressing anything Ooh, that's a good question go ahead and roll for insight real quick come on good dice let's see it's only 11 that's a passing on a death save so that's a good roll the um your insight will tell you that This boy is now lost in thought. And as you stand, he gives a very quick look over his shoulder directly at you, Tilda. And scowls. Same height. Oh. 
Yeah. Helena is still kneeling. She is waiting to be dismissed. Like they will tell her when she can get up. God. So and she probably glares at Tilda too, just like kind of a backwards, what do you think you're doing? Kind of glare at Tilda when mm. she gets up and moves before being dismissed. Noah. Or um, Abaddon. Yes. I'm curious. Given my time at court, I recognize these people. No. You would moderately recognize... Obviously, you recognize the woman with the gray veil once she comes a little bit clearer into view within the candlelight. Because the window is closed. It's very dim in there. Um, this boy, you've never seen before once in your life. Okay. Obviously, you have seen... Um, you have seen Bet. You have seen Vespos before, mm -hmm. as the uh, the the steward. Um, but can I clock the veiled woman? Is what I'm really trying to hewn after. As you attempt to look closer through that veil, you can see an anxious rage expression through the veil. As she raises her right hand for all of you to stand up. Helena Immediately does stand up. As does Abaddon. Abaddon uh, and squad commander Helena, you all would recognize, and, and maybe Quincy would, Buddy and Tilda, you probably would not. But maybe Quincy, uh, Helena, and Abaddon would. You all would recognize this as Lady Dahlia Shock. Queen Lady Dahlia Shaw, uh, King Avera Everill's third wife. My lady, it is under grim circumstances that we meet you. You have my condolences. Be and... silent. You have As not you... been spoken to. Be silent. As you command now. I you all have been... Somebody. What was that? I just was whispering to the air, being like, that's not... Oh, God, okay. Like, just kind of almost like... Not flashbacks in a way, but like, oh, that's an authoritative woman who's not very nice, oh, God. <gasps> that's kind of the vibe you're getting. That's kind of the vibe we're getting here. Lady Dahlia Shawn, after spinning her ring in her finger for another moment, looking at the five of you still in this anxious rage, will put her hands down at her side for a brief moment, only to reach up into her robed pocket and pull out a very small scroll of paper sealed with the exact same seal as what your letters had. You all have been brought here, she says in a much calmer and sweet tone. You all have been brought here for a very specific reason. The reading of my husband's will. 
I have not opened this. But he requested that the five of you be present. Or should I say six? And then she smiles somewhat at the 10-year-old boy. She unfurls the scroll, breaking the wax seal, it crumbling onto the ground. The parchment slides open, and you could hear a quill drop as the silence of the room is deafening, aside from her breathing and the word she's about to speak. My dear children, I'm sorry that I ostracized you all, but I couldn't have her know To the point, the kingdom is to be removed from a monarchy and is going to be established into six states, excluding the city of Everill, which has been designated to Herrick's Halbin Everill. To Helena, Elias, Estera, the star of the forest where magic ensues. To Quincy Durand, Benevix, named for being within the Red Benevix Forest. To Buddy Lucky Hands, the Eastern Arm. To Tilda Elwyn, Utosis, named for being the path to Uto. Abedin Renovar, Restira, named for family Restira, having it in the town of Redoran. To myself, Queen Dahlia Shan Helicast, named for the proximity to the cliffs and mountain of Helicaton. My children are now to be known as the Regal Prospers and heirs to the Kingdom of Everum. The scroll, the will, falls to the ground. In her hand, she pulls out of her pocket a total of five brass skeleton keys with a simple jewel encrusted within it passes one to each of you. And one other to the young boy, one who you all now can assume to be Herrix Halbin Everett. 
Well, I'm never going to hear the end of this. I have a question. I have a... I am so much shorter than all of you. How did I... How how does this work? Is that really what you're concerned about right now? I'm a halfling and you all are elves and humans. How does that work? Love is not bounded by size. That king is... I would like to see can I I mean I'm assuming that the queen and the um what's the Herrick is not very happy but I can I just kind of clock how they're reacting post card yeah yeah make an insight roll real fast understand how this can be possible both of them seem absolutely pissed but Queen Dahlia Shan places a reassuring hand, her right hand, on Herrick's left shoulder and turns him to face you all, where he had not been doing so before. His eyes now are clear to you all, one being a brilliant ruby red, the other being a ghostly violet. He looks at you all and scowls. This was my blood right. I am the full blood heir. How dare you? How dare you? All be the bastard children of my bastard father. I I think you have both parts right, but I'm not sure that we we can control under the circumstances, uh, uh, under what circumstances we were born. Oh, my soldiers get this. I'm never princess jokes. I agree with what Helena is saying. We cannot control the circumstances of our birth any more than you could. You all will pay. I swear it upon my grave. Will you you all will never see this throne. So here's that's the fine. problem. That's, that's fine with me. Yeah. Also, this seems like it was your father's fault, not our fault that we were born. And as soon as I say that, I immediately hide behind somebody. Um, question. Abaddon? Um, just, just kind of like a preemptive kind of insight role. And you may just be able to tell me this as a DM. Um, if I called this man brother at this moment, would it be like a horrific decision? Hmm. He just said... Uh, you I'll will never you see this throne. Yeah. I will make you pay yeah. on my grave. I, I f- so idea, buddy. So, so that was my <laughs> sense. That, I, but I wanted to give you a chance to make me roll a natural one and just completely obliterate like any like cordial relationship that is possible. But in terms of that, I would just like to say, Abaddon would like to say, 
I myself am a member of the cloth. I covet no throne. I would not dream to take it from you. Yes, I, I, I don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, the throne of King Averil is uh, very nice, but it Which certainly does not belong to me. No, it's it's not nice. Not nice at all. Right, Quincy? I think your name was Quincy. I'm going to go ahead and say that you all did introduce your names to, to, to each other, especially because okay. we had session zero and everything. You all introduced yourself, at least by name alone, uh, right, that, to each case, other while you guys were walking. In that case, Abaddon is more frantic in that situation. Uh, no, the, the throne is not nice at all, right, Quincy? It is literally the best-looking throne that <laughs> has ever been constructed. I don't want to um, sully the good name of King Everil's throne. We can talk about his interior design taste later. I'm not trying to. I'm just saying. Let's just I agree. Don't want it. We don't want it. You know what? How about this, everyone? Who doesn't want the throne? Because I certainly don't. As soon as you say I don't want the throne, the prophetess, her eyes grow wide. Oh no! And. What used to be a beautiful hazel-colored eye turns a dark shade of gray, almost as though she is being, I wouldn't say possessed. Is it outward radiating from her iris or inward radiating? Outward radiating. So as her eyes turn this glimmering smoke gray, She places both hands on the side of her head, on the side of her temples, almost as though she has a splitting headache. And she recites the following strain of numbers. 215, 115, 38, 323, 449. Five, four, seven, ten, eight, two. She pauses a moment. Nine, four, nine, seven. She pauses again. And you can see almost the life from her face begins to fade as she turns a ghastly pale color. Ten, one, ten, seven. 10, 10, 10, 18, and she falls backwards and collapses to the ground. Are any of us close enough to catch her? Tilda is. <laughs> That's not happening. I immediately am like, uh-uh, no thank you. That's scary. And step away. All right, then as soon as like she hits the ground, Abaddon is like, like making a move to like not cushion her because she's already hit the ground, but kind of like um cradle her crumpled body you know just it's all right hold still don't don't move we've experienced something incredible she is a hundred percent passed out at this point it, it's not uh it's yeah not, no 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 I, it's yeah, more I, 
it's more him saying it for him because <laughs> holy crap this lady just said like a prophetic string of numbers passed out and oh yeah the king is dead you know normal things uh helena a question are the numbers a cipher uh a equals one b equals two some variation thereof it would be indiscernible in the moment of how quickly she says it however there is something very interesting that happens all of you are able to very clearly and vividly remember all of the events that lead up to her passing out um and and will be able to remember those for a significant amount of time to come oh So are those with that being said i'm sorry are they coordinates sorry you said we didn't know right now yeah we will we will have to figure this out later <laughs> in yep. our spare time wait so question dm noah or does that does that mean that we have you say we remember that the the sequence events leading up to those numbers coming out does that mean like we're talking like perfect recall of those events I'm going to say a perfect recall of exactly the uh, what seems to be a perfect recall of the numeric values that are given. Yes. Um, okay. I'll hold off on my other question till towards towards the end. As she collapses, Abaddon, as you have reached over and have said, hey, it's okay, you're going through a traumatic event, this, that, and the other, as she is clearly knocked unconscious, there comes a frantic knocking at the door uh, that has been closed up to this point. Instinctively, uh, given the high intensity of, of Herricks and his threats and everything, um, I, I just kind of uh, uh, jump over to the the fireplace and grab a, a stoker and just kind of uh, hold it at the ready. Um, what's going on here? Will someone open the door and we'll know. They don't even wait for someone to open the door. Abaddon, you are still holding the prophetess. Um which I don't believe I gave you the name of. I don't think anyone asked. So that that um, that is that is what it is. M M Amesta. Amestra. Amestra. Sorry. Um, Helena yeah. is still just about five steps inside the door, standing there in the middle of the room where she rose from from which she bowed. Right. Very good. Very good. Very good. Um, Abaddon will just kind of be like you know, stroking, like rubbing at Amestra's hair and head, just kind of like, you know, it's going to be all right. I know you're unconscious right now, but just kind of the comforting motions. Will someone get that thrice damned door open, please? As soon as you say please, the door bursts open, not waiting for anyone to open it anymore. The guard, the four guards outside just open it. And you see seven very, very, very well-dressed 
seeming to be messengers, royal messengers, burst into the room, immediately bowing at the at the waist to Queen Dahlia Shan. All of them sort of speaking at once, but not in unison, but saying similar things. Estera, Benevix, the Eastern Arm, Utosis, Restira, Helicast are all being noted as having some sort of black, purple, and red smoke coming from within the city, bursting out of the ground with creatures coming from outside of them. dangerous creatures going to go ahead and assume that this is not a regular occurrence in the kingdom of Everill. it is certainly not this make an insight roll noah uh all right hold on uh, where's my there it is uh 19 with a 19 based off of the franticness of what all of them are saying with all of these minor towns and provinces being attacked, it does seem like an attack. Like a war has been sprung upon Evro for the first time in a thousand years. Tilda had a question, then Helene. Or so, a thought. It's a thought and a question or a role. Um, sure. So these messengers come in, obviously, I'm like, oh my God, there's four people. Um, <laughs> and they are talking about all these towns specifically with this red and purple smoke and this comes right after this child with red and purple eyes has have, has yelled at us and has threatened us do I get some sort of connection to be like he did something interesting roll for insight no I'm sorry not insight investigation Ooh. Oh, that's a lovely little four. Oh, no. Hey, listen, it's an even number. I am number. so scared right now, and people are yelling. Like, you as in Kate, or your character? My character. Okay. Kate's fine. Is, um, is Kate I'm, fine? I am also scared. Because okay, there you go. Uh, guys Tilda, with your investigation... You see no direct correlation between Herrick, Halbin, Everill, and necessarily the black, purple, and red smoke that's coming. But you hear talk about these hellish creatures seeming to be coming from underground. There doesn't necessarily seem to be a connection, save for the singular connection that all of these sightings were reported as soon as the ten bells told. Helena. Um, Helena takes a few steps forward and says, Your Majesty, I must beg my leave to return to my soldiers. Um, if there are things attacking the cities, I do imagine will be deployed to. If there are things attacking your and your son's kingdom... I imagine we will be deployed to your 
cities and towns to defend them in your name. Who are you directing this towards? The queen, the, the person who Helena Dahlia seems Sean? to dismiss yeah. her. Yes. Heavy emphasis on these are your kingdoms and towns. I don't care about this darn key. I would just like to get back to my soldiers, please. You all feel a deep rumbling, like a tremor of an earthquake. As you ask that question, Helena, Quincy, you had a thing first. Uh, as she's addressing the queen, uh, Quincy addresses the uh, messengers and asks, uh, if all of this happened as quickly as you all say, how are you here so fast? Well, these seem to be royal messengers as though they were a part of the guard that specifically intercepts messages or distress calls from these specific things. It's just wild that it's happening all at once. So these guys oh, yeah. were located here within the city and okay. they were not necessarily the guards that came from these different locations. There is a spell within my world uh, that is not written within uh, canonical books or anything called Water Call. Um, which would have been used to alert uh, uh, alert these head messengers of what's going on. Um, these head royal messengers, if the national guard or the national uh, the, the, the national soldiers would need to be brought into it. Abaddon, and then we move. On. Um, as this priestess is in his arms. He will hear the reports of these messengers, and he will fish in his in his like side pouch, and pull up two gold pieces, and just kind of throw it at the nearest messenger, who he assumes is dexterous enough to catch it. Yes. Go to House Renevar, to the southwest of the city. Tell Lady Kira that war has come to the kingdom. Prepare the men. As you say that, the rumbling grows exponentially heavier. Is it directionally intensifying or is it everywhere? Does it feel like it's coming it from closer beneath us or all around us? That's that's hard to explain scientifically. It feels it, it's certainly shaking all around you guys with the same level of intensity. Um, however, uh, Tilda or Buddy, one of you two, go ahead and roll for investigation. It doesn't matter which one. I nominate Tilda. Well, Buddy hasn't done anything in a minute. Let's let Buddy do it. Come on, man. Uh, Buddy's an OG. Buddy's an uh, OG. Buddy knows what's happening. Yeah, Never so mind. let's Tilda. Tilda. Uh, 17. Just let Tilda. Okay. Uh, Tilda got a 17 for investigation. Tilda, somewhat in your escape of all of the people and everything, and the rocking of the ground beneath you, 
you're able to see the window that was previously closed has now sprung open. And you, with your height, even though you're shorter than the rest, everyone else is still somewhat distracted. You're able to see that the courtyard at the very front of the entrance of the Keep of the King is breaking open in a spider web of cracks. Hey, guys. Yes. Hey, guys. Yes. What? Yes. Look out the window, please. Look, look, there's sp- spiders and things, um, and I don't look out the window. That's not good. And I have also a... walked as far away from the window as I can after no- noticing. Elena that. looks out the window and gives a small smile. This is a challenge. As a priest, that is a bad omen. As you say, omen. Amestra, the prophetess, her eyes spring Ah. open. (laughs) As you are still holding her, uh, uh, Abaddon. (laughs) Breathe, breathe. It's all right. It's all right. She breathes rapidly, very heavily and explains very, very, very quickly. The prophecies, the prophecies are here. The time has come that the great evil will wake. Now, once King Avera Everil is dead, I am unsure of what this evil could be. Then she speculates, almost eerily calm. Almost certainly this comes from the depths of the hells, from the Nymeris itself, commanded by the Lord God of Death, Paravol say The guards are stunned by this, and they are still unable to adequately describe what these dangers are that they are supposedly reporting as the messengers that told them said that it's like their eyes were shielded in a veil of darkness that washed over their eyes. But only after a time it vanished, as did the creatures. A large boom is heard within the keep of the king's walls. You all are able to see black, red, and purple smoke coming from the spider-webbed cracks of the courtyard below you. I should have stayed in my tavern. Am I here? Um... I'm immediately. I think I'm finding a place to hide. This all seems incredibly out of everyone here's um, capabilities. Speak for yourself. Do we have weapons? Do so you face down demons and devils on the regular? Oh no, but this seems like Didn't a challenge so. so it's out of your wheelhouse. That That's because sucked. you've never done something before doesn't mean you can't try it. Hey! Is there a plan? Quit yelling! Exactly. What 
Lord Budrick said. We need armaments. It's not Lord Budrick. It's not. Not Lord Budrick. It's definitely It's Buddy. Not. It's just Buddy. And well, I don't know what's going on outside. I don't know what's going on inside. I don't know what's happening. We're being told we're one thing. And we're being told another thing. There's something smoke. I don't know. All I know is that I have father. This whole time. And he's out there. He was here. And whatever is happening right now, it's taking that away from me. So I'm going in. What is happening outside right now? Thrice, don't go in unarmed. Guards! I'm just walking out. No! You're walking out, buddy? Yeah. Are there any weapons, armaments, anything? Do we... uh, I'm assuming since we're level zero, we don't have our starting equipment for our, our class. As uh as Buddy is walking out leading leading this group, um one of the guards uh stops him and points to a chest that has been brought up uh towards towards you all as part of your inheritance. Is the skeleton In, key? Nope, no, no skeleton key needed as of yet. It just simply opens by two guards. It's a very large chest. It requires it requires two people to lift it. It has all of your base level uh, starting equipment, level one starting equipment within it. So, uh, should we describe what we get? By all means. Uh, so. Quincy's section, I guess, of the of the chest. I imagine that uh, they they have little, uh, you know, borders. It's almost like little cubbies. It, 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 yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's like an army chest, but right. much longer. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, so and multi layered. Like there's, yeah, it, it, it sure. not like goes in order, but you know, it, you all will be able to find your. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so Quincy uh, obtains leather armor as well as uh, a dagger um, and a long sword. Um, and then he had already had um, his pan flute, diplomat's pack, uh, and thieves tools. Good on, next up. Um, Tilda gets a a wooden shield and I might pronounce this wrong a scimitar scimitar yes yeah. a beautiful Whoopsie. curved blade that's yeah. what I thought um in addition part of my druidic focus I have chosen a wooden staff because that feels partially with nature animals all that jazz um and I I, I forgot I chose haunted one as my um like backstory so i got a monsters hunting pack as well that's super cool all right next up um helena is pleased to find that everything in there is typical army issue complete with the uh the uh, army crest uh and she has a uh, set of chainmail Two short swords and a crossbow, as well as a shield. Okay. 
Um, so Abaddon, to his shock, finds some old uh, studded leather armor, uh, rapier, a sword, and a longbow. And in fact, he recognizes some of the wood of the longbow from the Benevix forest, recognizing its value. Um, amidst that, he does find an old prayer book and a little bit of incense in a little pack, almost as if it's been prepared for this moment. Very good. Very good. Buddy. I'm not taking anything from that chest. Interesting. I'm not. Ta- it's not. Nope. He is. Uh, he looks at it. He goes over and he just looks at his dying, well, not dying, but dead father, decaying father, and just stares at him and just under his breath says, you were right here the whole time in your ivory tower, you bitch. Dang. Dang. And then he's going to take the ring from his finger. Ooh. The, uh... Signet ring of the king. Yeah. Go ahead and roll for sleight of hand. Let's see if anybody notices. Guaranteed nat 20. I mean, they oh. are one. <laughs> Let's go! Let's go! As Chaz jumps from his chair. Let's go! To show a natural 20. Oh my gosh, is that three or four? That is fourth natural 20 of the night. Oh. Oh my gosh, this campaign is just blessed. With a natural 20, no one notices. You steal said signet ring. You may add that to your inventory. Okay, so low key, I just randomly dropped a dice and I rolled a natural twenty. So yeah, definitely. Okay, don't take my thing, Noah. Don't take that. No, 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 Chaz. This is my moment. That's that's my thing. That's my thing. Natural twenties, my thing. Twenties are your thing. It's the only thing I have left in this life. With all starting equipment aside from Buddy, but with something extra that none of you know about, none of you watch this happen. The the other the other four of you, neither Queen Dahlia Sean. Even Herrix doesn't notice this. Herrix seems to be transfixed out of the window, watching the courtyard as this billow of smoke creates a column in the sky and rushes out past you. Abaddon. Um, just to satisfy my curiosity... Does the ring on um, the queen's hand that she's been toying with over and over again, does it have any, does it, although I'm not fully a level, uh, fully a paladin, does it have any kind of arcane or just regular significance at all, just to satisfy my own curiosity? As of right now, within this stage of the campaign, it does not. So she's just been fidgeting with it. Right. It just appears to be a fidget. A nervous uh, a nervous twirling of a ring. Quincy. 
uh, Quincy finishes putting on his armor and strapping his sword to his side uh, along with the dagger and uh, he kind of eyes uh, Helena and says, all right, squad commander, you want to show me how it's done? Sure, I'll show you how it's done. Then let's go. You all coming? I'm already out the door. What was that, buddy? I'm already out the door. Out the door. Can I put um, in? Can I lay the priest down kind of on my outer vestment just so she's not like laying on stone essentially? Just to make sure that she's safe. I know she woke up, but she's not moving around right now. She can be propped upright against a wall. Okay, then I will do that to cushion her in the most comfortable position and then quickly follow out after Helena. And, I'm the last uh, one to leave the room. Helena hefts her shield and draws her sword and says, we protect the queen and the prince at any cost. They can go die in a hole for all I care. I just want to see what this is. How about we protect each other for now? And in doing so, keep the rest of them safe. I didn't swear my oaths to you. Any of you. You swore your oath to a dead man. I swore oh, my wow. oath to the kingdom. You, the kingdom is gone. You read. You heard the will. There's no kingdom anymore. There is still Everill left to the prince. And I don't intend to take what was left to me. I, I don't want a city, thank you very much. Then how about we just guard the men and women next to us? This is I while don't... we're going down, by the yeah. way. Well, hold on. Before you guys say that you go down, Tilda had a thing. I just, before I leave the room, because I am reluctantly following everybody because I don't want to be left alone with these people, the other people, I at least have some semblance of like, okay, we're on the same boat. Can I glance one more time at the prince and the queen and just shenanigan question mark? (laughs) Can you roll for shenanigans? Um, I don't know. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead and roll for insight. Yeah, that's that's the shenanigans roll. Fifteen. I mean, uh, Herrix is out of there. Herrix is already down his way towards the courtyard. The queen looks thoroughly surprised and is frightened, visibly frightened. You're unsure if it's frightened just based off of the circumstances or based off of something else. Gotcha. But Herrix is out of there. Herrix is already on his way down. The four guards who are at the door have already accompanied him down as he's going. The rest of you follow suit. Buddy Lucky Hand's going first followed closely by uh, Helena, Quincy, Abaddon, and then tailing the rear, Tilda. As you all are making that conversation of who to protect who, who you swore allegiance to, this, that, and the other, you all are able to hear a large boom that can be heard within the keep of the king's inner walls. It takes you only a minute to go down the three stories or the the two flights of stairs and you arrive at the courtyard 
Buddy, I believe you said that you were the first one out of there. Go ahead and make an investigation roll or perception, please. 15. Rolling hot. Rolling hot. Love to see it. From the deep crimson purple and ashen black smoke in the courtyard. You are able to see a set, a singular set of glowing white eyes. This creature you're able to see has some sort of form, pushes his hands outward almost in a swimming motion and casts the smoke aside. The creature appears to be mostly naked and looks nearly human, save for the tentacles that begin sprouting from its face. Oh, how indecent of me. You all are able to all see as this creature then moves his arms and places two fingers upon each temple using what appears to be some sort of psychic power and creates this blood crimson red and granite black robe around him that covers himself. Much better. He pauses as you all become in view of him. So, you all must be the new heirs to the throne of Everworld. How does everyone know everything before we do? (laughs) (laughs) We do hope that you have enjoyed it for the brief moment that you've had. However, I'm afraid to say that this kingdom is mine and that you all are no longer welcome here. Do any of you have any fighting experience at all? Uh, I do. Yes. Fantastic. No, but I think that's your new commander-in-chief, Alina. Helena, and we'll see. Buddy. Uh-huh. Respectfully. Who said that? Oh, there you are. Quincy, Abby Dan. <laughs> Buddy looks down and sees Abby Tilda. Dan, yes. <laughs> Abby Dan, come forward just a little bit. Uh, Abaddon will uh, have his have his shield out, but keep his rapier sheathed, but have his hand kind of drift towards it just a little bit as he moves up to kind of form a 
shield wall with Helena. And so Helena links into that with you. I uh, stand off to the, the side like a foot um, and have my left hand on the pommel of my long sword. Um, this is the kingdom of Everil, where all of us have called home for all of our lives. State your business. You see a total of 24 guards rush around this creature. 12 basically on each side mixed with the five of you where this creature is facing. These guards they're frightened. These guards have never seen something quite like this before. Mine is Shavad. Bow down to me and then leave or die. Okay, Shavara. Tilda, you're a druid. Make a nature roll. Oh no! Still level zero stats or level one stats? Uh, let look for this roll. Level one stat. Everybody else is still level zero. Sorry. Just because I'm a druid doesn't mean yep. my nature stats are great. It's dumb that it's an int stat. You you yeah. read all the time. Uh, doesn't mean I chose intelligence. The it life didn't choose you, me. Animal been, handing and magic were my focuses. In you, you've been uh, intelligence taste instead of wisdom. Well, then, for druids. Tilda, what you got? Natural 20, right? Oh, it's no. rolling off my bed. That sounds a like a natural, natural 10. 11. Nice! That's 11. 11. This creature you've read about in stories conqueror of not just kingdoms not just conquerors of continents conquerors of worlds this is a mind flayer able to harness psychic abilities able to shape confidence and the soul of all it nearly meets, not to mention the minds that it will devour. I lied. Tilda's favorite story is Stranger Things season one. Um, uh, season three is actually the most player. Um, yo, show anyone secretly a gift Yankee or a gift dry, please? That'd be very handy right now. Um, I'm sorry, did you say a gift Yankee? A gift Yankee or a gift Zerai? Oh, okay. A, a gift I thought you were meaning like a, a present northerner, and I was very confused. I mean, no, it is no, said the same guy. way, so like canonically, in your world, go for it. Build that culture. Um, Darling, Helena's going to make an effort to move in tandem with Abaddon to join the formation that the guards are forming around the line player. 
Um, Shavira. Oh, go ahead, Bobby. I'm sorry. These guards, they are the guards that I grew up seeing in their uniforms patrolling the streets, right? That's right. I'm going to look around because I've seen these guards get tricked by every like by everyone I've ever known. I've seen these <laughs> guards push people around. I've seen these guards get away with um, abusing their power, and I'm going to just take a step back and like walk away, and then I'm just gonna kneel down in the back. Buddy kneels. Shavira will once again repeat, bow down to me and leave or die. Quincy. Hmm. I don't mean to uh, step on your toes of whatever intimidating presence you're trying to put off, but um, why exactly should we bow? Because you don't exactly have any claim on this kingdom. Shavera gives, calling it a crooked grin is an understatement. It's a smile of twisted pleasure. As he reaches out, creating an open target for a chest, uses both of his hands, reaches out 12 guards on either side of him, and clasps his long fingers down together. And you can see the tentacles moving out in the direction of his hands as he does so. As he then closes those fingers into a fist on either side. As he does so, six on each side simply fall to psychic damage. All of them screaming, writhing in pain. You can hear one of them above the others shout, not my children, not my wife. Stop that. What are you doing? Helena pulls up short and just sort of tilts her head and studies what's going on. No, no real expression. She's just, she's pulled up short. She's like, okay, joining the formation, not the smartest idea. What's, what's going on with this then? Good. Tilda? Tilda has learned to survive situations when there are people who are stronger than her and meaner than her and knows and has come to learn when she needs to be clever and when she needs to kind of like almost follow orders to come up with a, a plan for further action and in this case having very little training not much understanding of what's going on truthfully shaking in her in her pants, I guess, or whatever she's wearing. Um, I think she also steps back 
towards Buddy. I don't know if she completely bows, but she disengages in a way. Um, Abaddon doesn't draw his sword, but he kind of stands up straighter, I suppose. That was really good, Tilda, by the way. Sorry, go ahead, Abaddon. Still adjacent to Helena and more to himself than to Shavera or anyone else. He says, If I am to die this day, I will not go to face the gods dishonoring myself. Do your worst. Uh, can I call out to him and be like, Abaddon, you're my brother. And if you grew up in the shadow of this place, you would not want it to be your tomb either. Listen to me. There are fights you can win. There are fights you can lose. This is a fight we will not win today no matter what. Please. Helena. Quincy. Come back here and be my family. I think Tilda has a moment of being like, Oh. We are technically siblings, and the only siblings I ever had were awful. Maybe this is the chance to actually have a family. Yeah, having a ragtap group of misfits by her side is something Helena is super familiar with. So she looks at Abaddon, looks at Quincy. Quincy's kind of standing side. Abaddon's right beside her. And so she kind of knocks into Abaddon because she wants to get to Quincy. So they move as a group. She doesn't want to just go back with Abaddon. She wants to move back with Quincy. So she's, Abaddon, are you amenable to Helena kind of getting y'all over to Quincy? Abaddon stays where he is. Okay. Helena's going to make her way carefully over to Quincy to and kind of look at him and go fall back. Uh, Quincy will just slightly nod but uh, not really intentionally uh, looking at Helena but we'll just kind of turn not fully away from Shavera, but uh, but we'll walk back to Buddy and uh, just kind of bend over beside him, not not kneeling, but um, and just place a, a hand on his shoulder. When he gets over to me and Helena get over there, I'm gonna stand with them. Yeah, Helena, as she's backing up, looks at Abaddon and goes, Abaddon. You're not bowing. You're just living to fight another day. Quincy's right. This is out of even my wheelhouse. The gods have plenty of people, man. Don't give them one more. Tavera. Before I give you my answer. I propose a question to you. 
You say this kingdom is yours. You say its people are yours. Who has given you the right? Or do you solely proclaim it through force of will and strength of arm? It is not one or the other. I take this from the gods, as is my inheritance on this land. With that being said, um, first, buddy, an inspiration point goes to you for the role play, which I don't think I've ever given on a session one. Cherish the inspiration point. Use it how you will. I'm going to use it right now to roll a performance check to do a jig. You're kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. I was like, bro, what? <laughs> no, don't do it. Don't back out now. Don't back out now. Go hard. Stand strong. With that, a Herix, um, Herix approaches you all sort of clustered together. You and my deceased father have all brought this evil to our once prosperous and peaceful city. I will do whatever it takes to make sure you all never have dominion in this realm. You all are banished from the city and from the kingdom of Everill, never to return. Leave now or be beheaded by me. This is a 10-year-old who speaks with the authority of someone who has been in charge of armies. He approaches Shavera calmly, meticulously, walks towards and shakes Shavera's hand. Like openly, doesn't try to hide it. Does does not try to hide it. Shakes his hand. With one quick look, the remaining guards, six on each side, look confused as he holds up, as Eric's holds up one of the keys that was given. His is gold. And as plain as day can be seen at the base of the key E. E. Avera Ever. As he does so, with one quick look at the remaining guards, he cries out, 
for more guards to come out. All of them with bows or swords pointed at you. Guards! They bow or they die. As per my agreement. That four on a Vex investigation with those little eyeballs didn't do me any good, did it? <laughs> nah. Helena, ooh, Helena is so torn because she's receiving a direct order from the person who presumably should be giving her orders. And at the same time, the person who should be giving her orders is in league with uh, big giant monster things that are prop that are hurting people. Um, so she's standing there, just thinking, going, "All right, what are the pros and cons? What what leaves the most of us alive in this scenario? We've gone from fight the threat to survive the threat. How we do that?" I can tell that you're running into that first cognitive dissonance of understanding that your worldview might be a little bit too simplified and that the bad guys may be the good guys and the good guys may be the bad guys. Now, if you want my personal advice of years of philosophy training, and by that I mean I've lived on the streets, I recommend we survive. I I agree with that. Um, I'm just trying to figure out the best way to do so. Bow or die. Quincy, um, Quincy uh, always has songs and poems going through his head at any given moment, uh, and remembers specifically the last time that that Everil was really involved in a major conflict yeah. uh, with the the Galdon tribes of, of goblins that came and uh, and attacked them. And he remembers his his mother singing high praises of the certain hero who at the time rose to the occasion and pushed them back. His mind is filled with possibility of how are heroes heroes? What prompted them to rise to the occasion? And would they have done so if they were faced with this scenario? Um, he still just stands with with Buddy, hand on his shoulder, um, and then other hand on the pommel of his. And Buddy can feel that his his hand is is shaking. Helena looks towards the Mind Flayer and Henrik and says, If we bow, in what capacity do we survive? As your prisoners? In our current lives? As bastard children of Everil? Out in the world? What? If we bow, what are you going to do with us? My qualm is not with you. 
my qualm is with my deceased father and you are his bastard children. I am the true blood heir. Leave Everill and I will ensure its safety. This is an order, Commander. Abaddon? Abaddon will hear those words that Herrick speaks. You swear it. Upon your throne, do you swear it, and you will ensure Everil's safety. And as he does this, I would like to prepare a reaction. Because I may still be a level zero commoner, but I'm still a level zero commoner Aladrin, which means I can still teleport 30 feet. Because that's not a class ability, that's a racial ability. So if I hear the twang of a arrow go off, I'm teleporting to the gate. Helena's so, 12 years of indoctrination went out, and she bows. Bow. Tilda. Bow. I already bowed. I'm, I'm so close to the ground, I'm basically bowing already. Oh, I didn't notice because you're already so short. <laughs> we have three bowing. We have two undecided. And I take my and it's Abaddon. Abaddon is waiting to hear what... Um... Well, hold, hold on, Abaddon. Go ahead, buddy. Oh, I was saying, um, from Quincy's hand on his where his hand is shaking, I'm going to reach up and I'm going to put my hand to, on his, my shoulder on his hand to still the shaking. And I'm going to say, you're not alone. Uh, was over at Abaddon, with kind of Buddy and Elena and Hilda. And, uh, he'll, he'll stay standing for now. Um, Abaddon will wait for what Herrick says, if he says anything. Repeat your question one more time, Abaddon. Do you swear it? That you will protect Everill and keep its people safe. Safer than what my father ever could. Insight. Roll I mean, for insight. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a valid insight roll right there. Roll for insight, buddy. Eight. Eight. Seems to be true to yeah. his word. Man, I believe this kid. Why is it beyond um, his ears? Abaddon will take a moment and just kind of touch his um, unmarked holy symbol. Do you swear before the gods of Everill? Still got that reaction up. I'll do you one better. I swear before Adarine, my bastard father's 
personal association with that deity. I swear to you on Adarine, she and I will have our And it's time we left. Yeah. Oh, we don't worry. We know our way out. But can the uh, weird fellow with the weird name who wrote us the letters escort us, please? <laughs> do we have time for goodbyes? No, you do not. No, you do not. Vespos will appear next to you. Hey, buddy. And we'll be happy to escort you out. However, there is one left, and that is Quincy. A deciding moment of a vote. Oh, well, Abin has a bow. I thought you were saying you were leaving. Yeah, he's leaving. He's not bowing. Okay, that's fine. You're still leaving. Quincy. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going. Uh, I'm not bowing. Yeah, no. and would not bow before this asshole, and neither will Quincy. Solidarity, brothers, let's go. All five of you are leaving. Abaddon will very much keep his eyes focused on Harricks for as long as he can and just drink in the sight of this bastard. Because even if he is the true-born son, at this very moment, in Abaddon's eyes, it's not us that's the bastards. It's him. With that being said, all five of you are now banished from the kingdom of Everett, being labeled as the regal prospers, the bastard children of effort. And with that being said, my friends, I can't imagine a better place for us to end tonight's session. Thank you guys so much for playing along and thank you guys so much for listening. This was a fun session. Yeah, yeah it was really fun. I enjoyed it. Oh my goodness. Part a beaten uh, heavy. Hard to beat and heavy. Very good. Well, hey, uh, it, oh, it's time for us to say uh, goodbye for the night. Um, name. Yeah, I'm going to go down the list one more time. Uh, I'm going to call out your name. You uh, you say your two cents of a goodbye real quick. Um, your name, your uh, character's name, and just a good farewell. Uh, Noah Carter, you're up first, buddy. Hey, guys. Noah here. Um, just me and Abaddon wanted to say good night, good luck, and farewell. Until next time, of course. I'm Chaz, and I'm Buddy Lucky Hands, and I'm just sending you off with a warning that it's still a DUI, even if it's your birthday. Goodbye. Uh, this has been Jason as Quincy Durand. 
I hope that I don't get beheaded. This is Kate as Tilda. Uh, farewell and good night. This is Tara as Helena Elias. It's been an honor to have you uh, listening in on this session. And this is Noah Woodyard, your humble dungeon master. Thank you guys so much for listening. Stay tuned for session two of the Bastard Children of Everill and Unbardun Adventure. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.